Guys, guys, welcome to the podcast. If you can already tell by the music, this episode is the super bad episode. Please, please tell me you're as excited as I am. I am so thrilled to be doing this episode, dude. I love this movie so much. I need a break from the analysis, man. I can't. I just, I, God, I love this movie. It's so funny. It is... It is like the Ferris Bueller's Day Off of our generation, and I- <laughs> Oh, I can't believe I just said that. No, it's not. I mean, look at it. Well, it's it's just a stupid, funny movie, and I thought it'd be appropriate to review it, because they're about to graduate high school in two weeks. They're seniors, right? They're trying to get ready for life after high school. I'm a senior trying to get ready for life after high school. I got like a month left. I just, I think there's some good parallels, and I had to dig really, really hard to try and get a message for this, so please, please, enjoy this. I'm gonna enjoy it. I don't know about you, but I'm gonna enjoy it. So, let's, uh, let's start with our summary. Let's, let's start with that. We got our two boys, uh, Seth and Evan. Seth is played by Jonah Hill, and Evan is played by Michael Sarah, and, uh, they're on the ride to school. They park in the teacher lot because they're idiots. And, uh, actually, you know what? Shout out to my idiots that park in the teacher's lot at school. You guys know who you are? I don't know if you guys exist, but I think it'd be kind of funny if people did. You know, we only got, like, a month left. What are they gonna do? Tell our car? That's what they do to these two, though. But anyway. So, they go in, and they're talking about, you know, uh, being masters of, uh, women in college. And, uh... Evan has to buy his drink, which is the funniest thing. Jonah Hill puts his drink down on the counter, and he goes, Can you get this? And then he just keeps talking like nothing happened. <laughs> and they go outside, and this guy's having a party for graduation. And he's like, Oh yeah, and tell, tell your friend that he's not invited. And then he like, on, uh, on Jonah Hill's shirt. And then Jonah Hill turns around and he goes, Oh yeah, by the way, that guy said you're not invited. <laughs> and he goes, You know, you really, you really uh, beat out back there, man. <laughs> and uh, and Jonah Hill was like, well, w- what was I supposed to do? And he was like, you kind of you kind of beat out too, you know. And <laughs> and then Evan goes, he goes, well, yeah, what was I supposed to do? Dodge right in front of the spit? <laughs> I love this movie so much. <laughs> anyway, okay, so they go on with their day. They're in home ec, and Seth doesn't have a partner, but Evan does. And this whole movie is about like their separation and how they've like been friends since they were eight, and like they can't live without each other. So, <laughs> Seth starts talking to the home ec teacher, and he's like, Listen, I'm really sorry, there's like two weeks left, and like, I'm really sorry, I don't mean to swear, but home ec is like bullshit. And I'm like, really sorry for swearing, but like, home ec is just so stupid, nobody- Look at how much fun Evan and the other kid are having. Why can't I have that much fun? So then he gets partners with Jules, and Jules is the girl that he wants to get with before high school is over. So it's like, perfect opportunity for him, right? And then Jules tells him that she's having a party this weekend, and he's like, Parties? I love parties. I go to parties all the time. And she's like, really? I never see you at any. And he's like, yeah. So anyway, so he gets invited to her party, and he tells Evan, and Evan- and he's all like, yeah, man, totally, yeah, we're going. So, uh, Jonah Hill tells him, he's like, yo, invite Becca, this will be awesome. And then, <laughs> Fogel walks in, and Fogel's like, yo, yo, what's up, guys? And they're like, oh, God, it's, it's Fogel. And, uh, Fogel's like, yo, guess who's getting an ID after school? Guess who's getting a fake ID? And then he starts doing the most whitest, I, I don't even know how to describe it. He just starts, like, beatboxing. And... 
uh, Evan and Seth are just like, alright, great. And then he realizes, he's like, wait a second, we can buy alcohol for Becca's party. And, and, not Becca, uh, Jules' party. So, he's like, yeah, great, I'll go tell Becca. So then, Evan runs into Becca in the hallway, and he's like, hey, Becca, you know, uh, are you going to Jules' party this weekend? And she's like, yeah, I'm going, are you going? And he's like, oh, uh, yeah, I love parties. And she's like, oh, I never see you at any. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, I party all the time. And then there's, like, a montage of him and Fogel and Seth getting kicked out of a strip club. <laughs> and then they go in the basement, and they drink, and they throw up. And it's, it's so funny. But, um, anyway, yeah, so that happens. Becca's invited, he's going, and she tells him, like, hey, could you get me a bottle of Gold Slick Vodka? And he's like, alright, sure, got it. So they're all really excited, they're ready to go, and now they're waiting for Fogel outside of the school. And Fogel's not showing up, so they're like, oh my god, he bailed on us, what the hell, Fogel? And then Fogel shows up, and he's like, I got my fake ID. And then Seth's like, alright, let me see it. So he grabs it from him, and he goes, McLovin? And then Fogel goes, yeah. And then Evan goes, like, well, maybe it can work, you know, it's not- And then he's like, what kind of stupid name is McLovin? And he's like, yeah, well, it was between that or Muhammad. And then Seth is like, why Why the hell would it be between that or Muhammad? And he's like, Muhammad's the most commonly used name on Earth. Why don't you read a book or something? <laughs> and it's just the funniest interaction I've ever seen in a- I love this movie. Anyway, okay, so that happens. McLovin is born. The birth of McLovin. Uh, BM, before McLovin. <laughs> Okay, alright, so, they go to the they go to the liquor store after school, but before that, they have to go to, um, Fogel's job. I'm gonna start calling him McLovin. So they go to McLovin's job, and, uh, he has to go get his vest out of his locker so he looks older. So McLovin goes there, and then Seth's like, you know what, screw you guys, I'm gonna go in there and get it myself. So he goes in there, nothing, it doesn't work. He goes through, like, a whole montage in his head of, like, every possible scenario. <laughs> and they decide, whatever, we'll just go to a liquor store, so... Uh, he goes to the liquor store, McLovin, and he gets in there, and he's, like, right about to get it, and he shows her the ID at the counter, and it works, and then some guy comes in and mugs the place. He, like, punches McLovin, and then, like, robs the cash register, and then these two cops come in, and it's, uh, Officer Slater and Officer something else, but it's Bill Hader and, uh, Seth Rogen, <laughs> and they are so stupid. Oh my god. Okay, so they come in. And they're like moving their they're like waving their hands up and down. They're going, How tall is he? How how approximately how tall? And then they're like, Is he light skinned? Is he and she's like, Yeah, he was he was white and then they start like messing around, they're like, So was he like and because they were like, Did he look like us or did he look like you? And she was like, He looked like you and they went, Oh, so you're Jewish <laughs> She was like, No, he was not Jewish and it was just really funny. It was like a whole interaction and they just play really stupid cops and it's just really funny. So they scoop McLovin up and they're like, listen man, we can take you to wherever you're going. So he has the alcohol in the back seat with these cops, and these cops check his ID and they're like, your name's McLovin? And um, they make a joke about him being an organ donor and they're like, yeah, my wife's, my wife's telling me to be an organ donor and she, and you know, Officer Slater here always says, you know, even after you're dead, they're trying to rip your heart out or something stupid like that. And they're just, they're so dumb together. I love those guys. But anyway, so, um, they're having fun. The cops and McLovin decide to go off. They're having the greatest time of their life. But Seth and Evan are watching from outside, and they think that he just got taken by the police. So they're freaking out. And then Seth gets hit by a car. Because he's just, like, standing there, and some guy pulls up and hits him. And he's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. And the guy's like, uh, Seth is like, yeah? Alright, well then, uh, if you're so sorry, either buy us alcohol or give us a ton of money. And he's like, oh, okay, man. So he hands him $7. And Seth is like, that's it? 
And he's like, that's all I got, man. I can take you a party, though. And when you go to the party, you can get the alcohol from the party. So he's like, okay, great. So they're on their quest for the alcohol now. And they get to this party. And it is insane. It's like an adult house party. And uh, Seth is there, and he's trying to get the alcohol. And then this chick starts dancing on him. And he lets it happen. But turns out, uh, it was that time of the month for her. And she left a stain on his leg. So... Evan is there, and Evan gets lost, and he gets stuck upstairs in this room with a bunch of guys doing drugs, and they're like, hey, this is that guy Jimmy's brother, the guy with the, with the great voice, Jimmy's brother, you know, the singer, and he's like, oh, no, guys, that isn't me, and they're like, sing, so he's like, oh, okay, so then <laughs> he's up there singing, and then Seth is downstairs, and everyone's like, dude, you got your period, it's on your leg. And then some chick pulls out a tampon, she goes, I have a tampon if you need one. And he's like, ah ha ha, ah ha ha. And then he goes into the bathroom and he's like, Grr! and he's super angry. He just got perioded on. And he runs off into the basement to go wash it off with like detergent because this chick's boyfriend is going to be looking for him now. And he's down there and he realizes that there's like a whole beer full of, like, a whole fridge full of beer. So he dumps out the detergent bottles and puts the beer in the detergent bottles. And he walks out with it, and he's like, Evan, we gotta go. So him and Evan run out of the party before he can get his, like, you know, ass kicked. And they run into the cops that McLovin is with. And McLovin, in that time frame, uh, is with these cops, and he's at a bar. And he stops this, like, drunk guy, this, like, drunk homeless guy. And, um, they decide to, like, celebrate, and they're buying him beers and stuff, and they're just having the time of their lives. And it's just, I think it's really cute, the interaction that McLovin and the cops have. I don't know why, I just, I love their dynamic. But anyway, so, the movie goes on, and Seth and Evan are, like, running outside now, and they're running away from the party, they're, like, two blocks away, and then the cops, they hit Seth with their car again, so Seth gets hit with a second car, and they stop, and they're like, oh my god, what are we gonna do? And McLovin realizes that the two kids that are getting arrested right now are Seth and Evan, so he gets out of the car, and they all start running. And Evan runs off in a different direction, and then Seth runs off in a different direction, and then McLovin starts running, and then they all meet up, and Seth and Evan get into a big fight, and then they finally make it to the front door of the party with the alcohol, the cops are gone, and McLovin is like, what, you didn't tell him that we were rooming together next year? And he's like, what? Because the whole movie, like I said, is about like them being separated and how they can't handle it. And uh, Seth finds out that McLovin and uh, Evan are going to be rooming next year at college because he didn't get accepted into the smart college. And he's like really bummed and he's like, whatever, I'm here for the chick. So he gets his alcohol and he brings it to Jules and he's like, hey, the party's here. And they start partying. It's fun. It's great. Whatever. Michael, Sarah, uh, Evan, whatever. I, don't, I always get the actors and the characters. Whatever. I just need to clarify once in a while. We'll just call it that. So they go upstairs. They're about to do it. Becca throws up on him. It's just, like, a terrible show. McLovin's having the time of his life, though. He gets in, which is shocking, because he looks the way he does. Anyway, so, McLovin gets it. He's he's having fun. And then, Seth is downstairs with Jules, which is, like, pretty much the whole, like, main point of this movie. He's trying to get with Jules. And he's, like, so close. And she's like, oh, but you're drunk. You know, I don't really want to, like, you know, you're drunk. And then he starts crying. And then he accidentally falls, and he breaks her nose. And she's like, what the? And then it just, like, cuts. And they all ruin it. And then Seth gets up, and the cops show up. And they're looking for McLovin, because, like, they loved him. 
and they show up, they crash the party. It's so funny. The whole scene where they crash the party is just hilarious. You have to watch this movie if you haven't seen it. It's so good. So they go in and they crash the party, and then they go upstairs and they find McLovin, and they pretty much, like, you know, uh, blocked him. I can't say it, but if you know, you know. So they block him, right? And they sit down, and they're, like, having a heart-to-heart with him. And they're like, I'm sorry, McLovin. We should be guiding you, not blocking you. And it's just the funniest. It's so hard to do this for a school project and, like, have to censor myself this hard. But, like, it's just, it's such a funny movie. So, they, uh, they go off. The cops and McLovin are, like, back together. And then Seth is, like, saving Evan because he just, like, he can't live without his boy. So he goes and he gets Evan off the couch and he, like, carries him into the woods. And he's like, I'm saving you, Evan, I'm saving you. And then Evan's like, wow, that was really cool. So then they go to his basement, like, Seth's basement, like they always do, or Evan's basement, one of their basements. And they have a sleepover. And they're like, I love you, man. And it's just, like, a a nice moment of them together being bros. And they've accepted their fate and it's like, everything's okay. And then the next day they go to the mall so that they can go get clothes for college. And the two girls are there. Because Becca's buying her a new comforter because she threw up on the bed. And uh, Jules is buying makeup so that she can cover up for her graduation photos because she has a bruised nose and stuff. And they make up, and the chicks go home with the guys, and it's like just like a win-win for everybody. And McLovin has like a fun final moment with the cops where they like blow up the cop car and do donuts, and it's fun. And it's just a great end to a good movie. And they have fun, and it's just a funny movie. And I know that summary was kind of stupid, and it's one of my shortest ones yet, but it's just like, <laughs> the movie itself is just so like, I don't know how to explain it, it's so revolutionary. And like, watching it now, like, it just brings a sense of nostalgia, because like, even though, I think the movie came out in like 2006 or 2007 maybe, 2008 tops, I just feel like it's so nostalgic for us, because like, I was born in 2005, right, which is only like two years before the movie came out, but like, Growing up, like, kind of poor in the early 2000s, you, like, grow up with the stuff before your time, you know? So, like, 2003 and, like, later, like, further back. And I just feel like... I I really resonate with this movie, because it's just, like, like that early 2000s boy teenagehood. And, like, now that I'm there at, like, boy teenagehood, it's just, like, awesome, you know? I don't know. But that's why I wanted to do this movie because I watched it and I needed an excuse to do it and because it's a great movie. So, now that I did my summary, we'll talk about my thoughts on the movie, which I kind of just did, but I'll, I'll say it again. Love this movie. Funny as hell. I like that they used, like, the disco funk for the soundtrack. I got it playing in the background right now, and I bet you ten bucks in a couple of seconds we're gonna get jump scared with Big Papa. <laughs> By, like, Biggie Smalls. But, um... <laughs> This movie is just so funny. Like, it's such a good movie. Like, if you're in a bad mood, and, like, you got nothing better to do, it's just such a pick-me-up, you know? So, I suggest that everybody who's about to graduate watches this movie. It's hilarious. It's funny. Unless you're, like, a prude and you hate vulgarity, then don't watch it. I forgot to talk about the lunchbox scene. I can't talk about it because it has, like... I can't even... If you've watched the movie, you know what I'm talking about, but this kid literally eats the paper. It's so funny. It's just such a good movie. I love it. So, uh, now we'll talk about the message. Let me see what I can conjure up in my mind for a message for a movie that doesn't have a message. I mean, uh, uh, um, it it totally has a message. I didn't just say that. So, (laughs) so, um, 
the message that I wrote when I watched this movie like a week ago. It says, bros before hoes, because the hoes are temporary and your boys are forever. That, that was all I had. I was right. I was so right. <sighs> alright, alright, so now I get to talk about. <laughs> I get to talk about Bros Before Hoes with Big Papa playing in the background. Holy. Okay, alright. Okay. Gotta compose myself. So, I think when I wrote that, it was probably like 9 at night, and I had just finished watching Super Bad, so I was not in the state of mind to be writing a film review. But I think the real message of the movie is, like, you gotta let go sometimes. Like, yeah, you and Evan may have been friends since you were eight, but, like, you'll always be friends, you know? Like, you'll always have those memories, and you'll always have that friendship. And, like, even kids right now who are going off to different colleges and stuff, I feel like, you know, you guys will always have what you had. Like, you and your bros, and even, like, your girls. Like, you'll always have that connection, and it's never going away. Like, those memories always exist, but it's just, like, a new chapter in your life, you know? And, like, if they're really your friends, they'll be there to support you through it, even if you're not physically there, you know? So, <laughs> I can't believe I'm having, like, this sentimental moment over Biggie Small. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, no, but... I think... <laughs> I think that this movie really does have a message, especially for kids their age watching the movie like me and like probably you if you decide to watch it after this or if you've already seen it i think this movie kind of helped me cope with the end you know because like i don't know how you guys feel about leaving high school but like it's kind of scary like yeah it sucks and like nobody wants to do home ec and nobody wants to do their homework and nobody wants to like do their work period but it's just like like this is 14 years of our life you know and then it's just like gone in a flash like that's it like, when they said that our senior year was gonna move fast, they weren't joking. Like, the first half of it was, like, a drag, but, like, now that it's over, it's over. There's a month left, guys. Like, this is... Oh, wait, I can't admit that there's a month left. I'm doing this last... I can't... I'm doing this in October of 2022. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not filming this on April 22nd, 2023. I don't... <laughs> at, at, uh, at 4.41 p.m., I don't know what you're talking about. But, uh, <laughs> no, I just, I think this movie is a fun, lighthearted way to have, like, a guide for what to do later in life, you know? Obviously, as I say in every podcast, movies are for watching, not for copying. It's not, you know, it's not reading material. You're not supposed to copy it. You're not supposed to learn from it. Well, I guess you can learn from it if it's, like, a whatever. But anyway, all right, so what I'm saying is this is one of those movies where it's just good to have, like, an experience before you. Like, yeah, they're getting drunk and they're partying or whatever, but, like, high school is high school. I personally have never done it, and I'm not just saying that because I have a podcast. I'm a loser. I have, like, no friends. I don't go anywhere. I've never been to a party. I'm lame as hell. But, like, it's just... I don't... I think it's a good... A good end to our career, you know? I think everybody should watch Super Bad while they're still rambunctious and in high school because when you're an adult, you just won't get it anymore, you know? But, yeah, that's... That's the message, I think. And now we'll talk about how it was received. When Superbad first came out, I can only imagine being that age, knowing when Superbad came out. Let me look up exactly when Superbad came out, because if it came out in graduation season, that would be nuts. Uh, when did Superbad come out? God, my search history is so funny. When did Beanie Babies come out? Come on. Okay, August 17th, 2007. 
which means it either came out right after seniors graduated high school, or like right before people went into their senior year. That's like a perfect time for it to come out. So, God. Alright, yeah, so I'd say The Impact was pretty nuts knowing that that was a movie that people either went into their senior year with or left their senior year with. I think that this movie, and I don't think anybody left the theater like, wow, you know, I really feel better about graduating high school. I think people left the leader and the the, the leader the theater and were like crying, laughing, and like quoting the movie and like giggling and like whatever. But it's just good to see like someone else going through what you're going through on the screen, you know? Like it doesn't have to be a serious movie. Like when I watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off and I see that kid Cameron beating on his dad's car and having like crippling anxiety, I'm like, wow, he is so me. But like, I don't know. I just think. I think this movie is good, and I wanted to do a podcast on it because it was funny, but I actually left with a message, so there you go. I'm not just saying that, I swear. But, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say. The movie's over. It happened, you know? I watched it a week ago. I ran out of ideas. I don't know what else to talk about. There's only so much I can pull out of my ass. <laughs> so, that was that was the super bad episode. I hope you guys thought it was funny. I hope it was a nice change of pace from the actual analyzing. I've been sitting at my desk filming podcasts all day, so I, I hope I hope you enjoyed. So, I'll see you in the next one. The next one will probably be 2002 Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. I know I said that in the Natural Born Killers one. I filmed that one first before this one, and then I filmed the Fight Club one, and then I filmed this one. So tomorrow, like tonight I'll probably watch Spider-Man, and then tomorrow I'll film that. So, it's kind of weird. It must be weird for you hearing me saying this, but like them not coming out in that order. I don't know. I'm just trying to be as meta as possible. I want I want to screw with you guys, you know? You don't know what my next move is.